Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is the 17th day of January. Welcome. It's the happy music. It makes it makes me feel like I am in the middle of Greece or makes me wish I were in the middle of Greece. Maybe that's a a more honest statement. Uh, just a little under the weather, but I'm here with you all and what a joy, what a privilege, and what a complete honor it is to read the Bible for us together in community, collectively, and individually. We're going to continue the story in Genesis today and read chapters 16 through 18. And this week we are in the Christian Standard Bible, Genesis chapter 16. Abram's wife, Sarai, had not borne any children for him, but she owned an Egyptian slave named Hagar. Sarai said to Abram, Since the Lord has prevented me from bearing children, go to my slave. Perhaps through her I can build a family. And Abram agreed to what Sarai said. So Abram's wife, Sarai, took Hagar, her Egyptian slave, and gave her to her husband, Abram, as a wife for him. This happened after Abram had lived in the land of Canaan ten years. He slept with Hagar and she became pregnant. When she saw that she was pregnant, her mistress became contemptible to her. Then Sarai said to Abram, You are responsible for my suffering. I put my slave in your arms and when she saw that she was pregnant, I became contemptible to her. May the Lord judge between me and you. Abram replied to Sarai, Here, your slave is in your power. Do whatever you want with her. Then Sarai mistreated her so much that she ran away from her. The angel of the Lord found her by a spring in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. He said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She replied, I'm running away from my mistress Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, Go back to your mistress and submit to her authority. The angel of the Lord said to her, I will greatly multiply your offspring, and they will be too many to count. The angel of the Lord said to her, You have conceived and will have a son. You will name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard your cry of affliction. This man will be like a wild donkey. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand will be against him. He will settle near all his relatives. So she named the Lord who spoke to her. You are El Roy, for she said, In this place have I actually seen the one who sees me. That is why the well is called Bir Lahai Roy. It is between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar gave birth to Abram's son, and Abram named his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to him. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him, saying, I am God Almighty. Live in my presence and be blameless. I will set up my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you greatly. Then Abram fell face down, and God spoke with him. As for me, here is my covenant with you. You will become the father of many nations. Your name will no longer be Abram. Your name will be Abraham. 
for I will make you the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful, and I will make nations and kings come for you. I will confirm my covenant that is between me and you and your future offspring throughout their generations. It is a permanent covenant to be your God and the God of your offspring after you. And to you and your future offspring, I will give the land where you are residing, all the land of Canaan, as a permanent possession, and I will be their God. God also said to Abraham, As for you, you and your offspring after you throughout their generations are to keep my covenant. This is my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you, which you are to keep. Every one of your males must be circumcised. You must circumcise the flesh of your foreskin to serve as a sign of the covenant between me and you. Throughout your generations, every male among you is to be circumcised at eight days old. Every male born in your household or purchased from any foreigner and not your offspring. Whether born in your household or purchased, he must be circumcised. My covenant will be marked in your flesh as a permanent covenant. If any male is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that man will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. God said to Abraham, As for your wife, Sarai, do not call her Sarai, for Sarah will be her name. I will bless her indeed. I will give you a son by her. I will bless her and she will produce nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. Abraham fell face down. Then he laughed and said to himself, Can a child be born to a hundred-year-old man? Can Sarah, a ninety-year-old woman, give birth? So Abraham said to God, If only Ishmael were acceptable to you. But God said, No, your wife Sarah will bear you a son, and you will name him Isaac. I will confirm my covenant with him, as a permanent covenant for his future offspring. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will certainly bless him. I will make him fruitful and will multiply him greatly. He will father 12 tribal leaders and I will make him into a great nation. But I will confirm my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you at this time next year. When he finished talking with him, God withdrew from Abraham. So Abraham took his son Ishmael, and those born in his household were purchased, every male among the members of Abraham's household, and he has circumcised the flesh of their foreskin on that very day, just as God had said to him. Abraham was ninety-nine years old when the flesh of his foreskin was circumcised, and his son Ishmael was thirteen years old when the flesh of his foreskin was circumcised. On that very day, Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised, and all the men of his household, whether born in his household or purchased from a foreigner, were circumcised with him. The Lord appeared to Abraham in the oaks of Mamre, while he was sitting at the entrance of his tent during the heat of the day. He looked up, and he saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the entrance of the tent to meet them, bowed to the ground, and said, my Lord, if I have found favor with you, please do not go on past your servant. Let a little water be brought that you may wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. I will bring a bit of bread so that you may strengthen yourselves. This is why you have passed your servant's way. Later, you can continue on. 
Yes, they replied, do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent and said to Sarah, Quick, knead three measures of fine flour and make bread. Abraham ran to the herd and got a tender choice calf. He gave it to a young man who hurried to prepare it. Then Abraham took curds and milk, as well as the calf that he had prepared, and set them before the men. He served them as they ate under the tree. Where is your wife, Sarah? they asked him. There in the tent, he answered. The Lord said, I will certainly come back to you in about a year's time and your wife Sarah will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent behind him. Abraham and Sarah were old and getting on in years. Sarah had passed the age of childbearing, so she laughed to herself. After I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I have delight? But the Lord asked Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Can I really have a baby when I'm old? Is anything impossible for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will come back to you, and in about a year she will have a son. Sarah denied it. I did not laugh, she said, because she was afraid. But he replied, No, you did laugh. The men got up from there and looked out over Sodom, and Abraham was walking with them to see them off. Then the Lord said, Should I hide what I am about to do from Abraham? Abraham is to become a great and powerful nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him so that he will command his children and his house after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. This is how the Lord will fulfill to Abraham what he promised him. Then the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is immense, and their sin is extremely serious. I will go down to see if what they have done justifies the cry that has come up to me. If not, I will find out. The men turned from there and went towards Sodom while Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Abraham stepped forward and said, Will you really sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in this city? Will you really sweep it away instead of sparing the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people who are in it? You could not possibly do such a thing to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. You could not possibly do that. Won't the judge of the whole earth do what is just? The Lord said, If I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Abraham answered, Since I have ventured to speak to my Lord, even though I am dust and ashes, suppose the fifty righteous lack five. Will you destroy the whole city for lack of five? He replied, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five there. Then he spoke to him again, Suppose forty are found there, he answered. I will not do it on account of forty. Then he said, Let my Lord not be angry, and I will speak further. Suppose thirty are found there. He answered, I will not do it if I find thirty there. Then he said, Since I have ventured to speak to my Lord, suppose twenty are found there. He replied, I will not destroy it on account of twenty. Then he said, Let my Lord not be angry, and I will speak one more time. Suppose ten are found there. He answered, 
I will not destroy it on account of ten. While the Lord had finished speaking with Abraham, he departed, and Abraham returned to his place. So it's no secret, we are in sections of the Bible where there is a lot happening in one day's reading, from chapter to chapter to chapter, uh, a whole lot of activity is going on, and it can be a lot, especially if you're hearing this for the first time, to really grasp each person and the details and the stories And so you may really have to fight to stay in it, probably for a long time, to be honest, just to tell you the time. Okay, we're moving fast, as you may have well noticed. There are lots of characters and there are a lot of details and there are a lot of things happening in one day's reading. It's fascinating how we'll just go through a few uh, chapters a day but so much activity is happening so my warning to us is pay attention really have to pay attention and stay in the story because you just you miss a couple of sentences and a lot's happened and you're just completely lost or maybe i'm just speaking to myself which is highly probable Let's talk about what's going on here today. So Abram and Sarai are getting up there in age. We know this from yesterday's reading. We also know that God has made a covenant with Abram and has promised him many, many generations to come. He has showed him the land to which he will take over. And then that brings us to today's reading. What we have in the very beginning is Sarai taking things in her own hands. Not sound familiar to anybody, does it? (laughs) Sarai said to Abram, since the Lord has prevented me from bearing children, go to my slave. Perhaps through her, I can build a family. We We can just pause there for a second. If you need to, take it all in. Ever taken matters into your own hands because God didn't act? He didn't move? He didn't do what you wanted him to do? What he said he would do in the time frame that you expected him to do? Uh, Ouch. I'm ouching with you right here. So she offers Hagar, her slave, to her husband... And she becomes pregnant. And then things get complicated, as you can well imagine. And then Hagar runs away and attempts to get away from Sarai. When the angel of the Lord tells her to go back and submit herself to Sarai's authority and then reveals to her what is about to happen. I will greatly multiply your offspring and they will be too many account tells her you have conceived a son and to name him Ishmael and then there's this beautiful thing that takes place in this moment that I I don't want us to miss Hagar names the Lord El Roy the God that sees 
she has this realization, this moment here that God has seen her. Man, don't we all want to be seen especially by God? Because if somebody is seeing you, they are getting to know who you are. They have been watching you. They have been observing you. And for some people, whether you even realize it or not, we are just so desperately wanting to be seen and wanting to be known. And sometimes it's by the people that will never see us the way that we want to be seen or known in the way that we want to be known. So it's something totally different to be seen and known by the creator of your existence. And in this moment, this is what's happening with Hagar. And I want you to just sort of highlight that in your memory or in your journal, because, well, there's a reason why in tomorrow's reading that will bring this together. And then today, God enters into covenant with Abram and changes his name to Abraham. I mean, that's one way that you know he's serious, right? When you've been called something else your whole life and then at a hundred years old, God says, no, 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 I'm serious about this. So serious that I'm changing your name. You will now be known we will know you as Abraham and also changes Sarai's name to Sarah. Then God reveals to Abraham his son, Isaac, that is coming through Sarah. Time passes and then the Lord is speaking to Abraham about Sarah and she's overhearing. And the Lord is sharing again about Sarah having a son and I find her response so relatable she laughs to herself <laughs> do you know how old I am and the Lord asks Abraham why did Sarah laugh saying can I really have a baby when I'm old is anything impossible for the Lord at the appointed time I will come back to you in about a year and she'll have a son appointed time really important words in that sentence the appointed time for the Lord to work Sarah denies her laughter I did not laugh she said because she was afraid but he replied no you did laugh it's funny the things we do in fear and don't realize that we did them because our fear is talking. We left the building and just the fears are being exposed. And I say, let them come. Oh, let them come. Because fear can't be silenced sometimes and it can't be dismissed and it can't be rebuked. Avoid your fears and they'll breed in the silence and the shame of isolation. But expose those little suckers and let them come out and take away their power. And isn't it something that Sarah denies that she even did it, doesn't even realize that she did it. And her fear is exposed. 
this story is so relatable to me because what do we tie the hands of God with by our own diminishment, by our own words that we speak against ourselves? I'm too old. My time is up. That was then. This is now. I'm too this. I'm too that. And it's not so much that we speak these words and they become some sort of voodoo curse on us. It's that we speak these words because we believe the message of them. And we have already stopped. We stopped because we gave into the fear and gave into the belief that we are done because of whatever circumstance, because of whatever thing that tripped us up, because whatever thing that we let somebody speak to us that seeped into the pores of our thoughts and into our consciousness, and we believed it to be the truth. And that has become our new place of a residency. It pours out, spills out into everything we do. We live from the message of defeated, washed up, done, damaged, unusable, too old, not enough. And here's the thing, we say it so much, we believe it, we've let it speak for us. We don't even realize what we're saying just like Sarah. I'm going to ask the same question to us today that the Lord asked to Abraham on behalf of Abraham's wife, Sarah. Is anything impossible for the Lord? Because to answer this question, you can't live with the messages and the beliefs and your reality and your truth to live on the side of diminishment, done or defeated. In order to live into this question, we can only sit with this question ourselves. And we can only answer this question from our own beliefs. Is anything impossible for the Lord? Here's a little hint. The answer can be found in the next four words of the same verse of the question, is anything impossible for the Lord? At the appointed time. At the appointed time. I got dreams lying dormant. I've got fears happen at the door of the pores of thoughts and belief. I've got days where I can only think about who I was when life seemed to matter the most. And let me tell you, my response, my belief, my hope, my breath responds with at the appointed time because nothing is impossible for the Lord. Father, we thank you for your words today. And I'm here on behalf of too many that have just given up and resigned 
and laughed at themselves, diminished themselves, defeated themselves because they have listened to the voice of other people. They have listened to the voice of circumstance. They have believed a version of the truth, but not the whole truth. And the whole truth may be that we have failed, but nothing is impossible for the Lord. That we may be old according to certain societal standards, but nothing is impossible for the Lord. The heaviness of life may have bogged us down over the last few years, and it feels like everything around us is crumbling and nothing can be rebuilt, but nothing is impossible for the Lord. And maybe we forgot the view of the land that you asked us and invited us to go and to survey. And we're looking too far back at who we used to be, thinking we're too far gone from that person. But oh, to look ahead, to look ahead at what awaits because nothing is impossible for the Lord. May our response be at every dart of diminishment at the appointed time at the appointed time at the appointed time because nothing is impossible for the Lord and I thank you that this truth holds this truth is timeless this truth is not ancient this truth is who you are nothing is impossible for you may we embrace believe and live fully into this truth awaiting for your appointed time and we thank you that you see us. Elroy, the God who sees, the God who knows, and that makes you within our reach. Thank you. We love you, worship you. We pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hi, my name is Preston. Um, we just found out that my dad, Jay, has cancer in his abdomen. One, they found it in his liver and in his bones. So I would like to pray and agree with everyone on this app that God is going to heal him and restore him completely and that that is going to be a miracle and it is going to be something that's going to build his kingdom and bring my family that have walked away from God back to him. Hi, DABC community. This is Sierra from Texas. Um, I wanted to wish everyone a happy new year. Um, I am praying for, yeah, please know I'm praying for those that have had a rocky start already. Um, and I'm also praying for those that are having a great year so far. Um, just prayers and, and love out to everyone, firstly. Um, 
Also, today is my 26th birthday, and I kind of just wanted to, to give a snippet of my testimony of where I was a year ago today and where I'm at now. So a year ago on my 25th birthday, I got hit with the humble stick. <laughs> and um, I was really wrestling with worldly, with a worldly lifestyle and with God and what he was wanting for me. And I chose the things of the world and man did my life kind of crumble so quickly after that. Um, but I'm grateful because that got my attention to the Lord. And I really decided when I was going through one of the hardest things in my life, I felt like, you know what, Lord, this is not your fault. I need to really give you a chance and I need to be all in. It, it was like a now or never. And so ever since then, I have been walking with the Lord and I have not looked back. And guys, my life has changed so drastically since then so many good things have happened and even when good things haven't happened I really have not lost hope in the Lord I have just grown in love and his and in his character towards others and I've been kinder to myself and I'm just so grateful for this community as well I love you guys so much and please know that life with the Lord is so sweet hello D-A-B-C, I'm rounding my second week of listening to the D-A-B chronological for the first time. It's funny when I asked, called in and asked for prayer about three or four people um, welcomed those of us who it's the first time and um, said you were praying for us. And I thank you very much because this is a step of faith. Um, I want. I always like to be steadfast. I'm an all-or-nothing girl. I I hate ever saying I'll do something and not do it. It's terrible. It gives me anxiety. But anyway, so I thank you guys for praying for me, and I want to lift up Lisa. Oh, dear sister, homeless, I pray that by the time you hear this prayer, you have found a home. Oh, Lord Jesus, have mercy on this um, sister. And um, Lord God, provide for her as only you can. You are the God who provides. Lord Jesus, please reach out with your hand of mercy for this sweet sister and I also want to say to Debbie I along with all of the rest of us are still praying for you we're praying for those clouds of depression to lift um, lift up your eyes and look to Jesus who has that perfect love you need you are worthy you are loved you're a, the daughter of the king in Jesus name amen